welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your leadership development podcast where they share unique insights with the purpose of helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. You can learn more by reading their books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose, or by participating in one of their workshops. All of this and more can be found on their website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. Another big thank you to last week's special guest, Natalie Smith from PeopleWise HR, who shared her thoughts on talent acquisition from an HR consulting perspective. It was a fun conversation. We picked up some really great tips on recruiting, the interviewing experience, training, and so much more. We've already received some great comments on the show, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, make sure to go back and check it out. She's an amazing person with a unique insight on talent acquisition in today's world. And for more details from that show, also check out our blog on the topic, including a few points from a Gapology angle. You can read it all on our website, gapology.org. And for today's episode, we're going to chat with Mark and Judy on the topic of elevating engagement with Gapology. So let's go ahead and start the show. Hey, Judy, Mark, how are you guys doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, Brian. Hey, Judy. Hey, Mark. Hey. <laughs> so uh, tonight, uh, we've got a great topic. We're going to talk about something that actually on last week's podcast, uh, Natalie Smith and I touched a bit on this last week. And uh, that's the importance of elevating engagement. And I think that if a leader's goal uh, is to elevate engagement, you know, it's, it's really to move a team to action. And there's really no better place to start than with the team's engagement level, don't you think? Sounds right. Totally <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you guys agree. <laughs> Since that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So, Mark, uh, you want to kick us off? You know, I think I think if you just step back and ask why does engagement matter, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, we used to conduct engagement surveys across uh, a large retail chain, and we found that when engagement went up, so did sales, so did profits. Uh, so it it matters greatly. So when you step back from it, engagement creates productivity, and productivity creates performance. So write that down if you uh, have a notepad out or something. Engagement creates productivity and productivity creates performance. So engagement matters because it creates great results. And Gapology, which has been our, our main topic for many years, really drives engagement. So Gapology therefore creates you know performance. So you know, Mark, that's so it's so funny that engagement now has been talked about. We've been doing engagement surveys in business for all these years, but I think before we even had the term engagement, I hate to date myself, but I would always call it the X factor. Like people were so always so focused on labor costs. Like if whatever you're paying someone $10 an hour, but it's like, what if they work twice as hard? Like that to me was the X factor. And or if somebody doesn't care and they're just dragging along and they're like doing half of the amount of work, you know, people were always so focused on that, that labor dollar, which obviously is a very important controllable factor in our businesses and everything. But it's that X factor, which truly is engagement. And that's, I mean, it's so interesting when 
you do an engagement survey or you kind of try to conclude whether your employees really are engaged or not. It's it's a fascinating topic. So I'm super excited to chat with you guys about this tonight. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting. So, you know, when you're talking about the employee or the engagement survey, I was thinking, you know, years and years ago, we call it just the employee satisfaction survey. And that's and that's not really what we're talking about. It's different than that. Satisfaction is one thing, but being satisfied to the point where you're engaged in the business, that's what is delivering that X factor that you're talking about. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's like, um, well, you're talking, I hate to like bring it to a relationship. It's like, well, they're not mean to me. They're just not really (laughs) making me like super happy. It's like, I'm satisfied. You know, it's like, that's not what, that's not a great goal, right? Because satisfied is, and I think you're completely right. That is what we used to call it. You know, we have kind of the span of all these ages here. Um, But the concept doesn't really change no matter what we've called it. And I don't think being satisfied should be a great goal. I think the goal is engagement because as Mark said, um, engagement drives what? Productivity. Productivity. And productivity drives performance. Right. Right. So that should be the goal not to be, I don't think satisfaction is just kind of huh, average. I'm satisfied. Yeah. Well, in today's, in today's job market, people can work anywhere. Oh yeah. So satisfied probably ain't good enough. Oh, no, it's so I, I don't think a day goes by that I don't have this conversation with someone. Um, and as a matter of fact, I was just having a conversation today about man, because we're opening our new Bakhtarok school, as you know. And, you know, I just I'm really intrigued by the fact that all of these categories of people are losing um, workers, but not everyone in that category is. So I think it's just easy to say, not that it's, I I definitely think the restaurant industry has been hit very, very hard. Um, But some restaurants are hit harder than others. And I think when you start accepting something as an excuse or a reason like, yeah, we can't help it. We're just losing all these people. Then you stop maybe trying because you take the onus off yourself. And I think that there still are some differences within that category of how people treat people. And so we were at this Friday, we were at Fridays and it just happens to be near a Bacharach school where we're going to be opening. And they had a little record on their table. They had a little record and it said something. And I said, you know, we were talking to the server. I flagged over the manager because someone had pointed her out. And I said, I was wondering if you could change this because it said they're back. And I said, could you change this to their back? Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh. And so we started talking to her and she the server had been there 10 years. This this bartender server and she had been there like 15 years and so we started talking about, you know, the challenges of losing people and gaining people and things, but you know, at least one person there was there for 10 years and um I don't know. I I think it's tough, but you have to like always look at yourself and what can you do to keep people engaged just a little harder these days, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, and a great way to keep people engaged is through all the amazing concepts of Gavology, I must say. That's right. What a great segue. Right. So, Mark, do you have some uh, Gavology miracle uh, formula here? 
Well, so when you look at the root solutions of Gapology, they they drive engagement. And so when you look at the knowledge gap, it is closed with training. Well, training drives engagement because it increases people's skill level. And as their skill level goes up, engagement goes up. The next root solution to the knowledge gap is teaching. When leaders teach, the team knows they care. And it feels good. And not only do they develop skills, but they feel better about themselves and they feel better about the leader and the organization. That drives engagement. And the third root solution is talent. And with talent, you close knowledge gaps, but you also automatically get a higher level of engagement. Uh, You might say that an engagement tactic would be to hire talented people. And through that, you create more engagement within the organization. So it really works. So training, teaching, and talent all drive engagement. Oh, I I completely agree. And I always think of this very, very simple example that comes back to one of my first jobs, but I, it just, it's you, I've used it as an example for years and I worked at JCPenney. It was like my first job. I was working in the infants department. I was like, so eager, like you just give me, give me the job. I'm going to do it. And so they said, okay, so the first thing that you need to do is you go up to every single customer and you say, may I help you? And I, I'm like, I just have one question. Yeah. What if, what if they say yes? <laughs> then what am I going to do? Cause I have no idea how to help them. And so that was such a good example of like, I had all the eagerness, but I wasn't properly trained. You can't just say, okay, go say, may I help you? Because I have no idea what to say if they say yes. And I, I've used that as an example throughout many, many years because we'd at Buffalo Wild Wings, we'd say, well, let's have the server do this. And it's like, well, why don't, why do you think they don't want to ask that? Because it's way too complicated and they have no idea of all the answers. They're going to get a barrage of questions if they bring up that topic. So they just avoid it. Um, but I, I think it's just such a good example of training. And I mean, all of them training, that's, I guess the example I've given for years, but you know, that whole coaching, I mean, if, if they don't see their boss doing it or their boss reinforcing it, it's that difference between training and teaching, right? That they want to see it uh, demonstrated by their boss. They really want to know that their boss believes in it. And they also want to see other people doing it. If it's so important that you're training me to do this, then I would expect that everyone that's been here longer, that they're going to be doing it so that that mentoring and teaching is so important. And um, I guess my last example of talent is most recently, after all these years, I, I still make these errors and I, I desperately hired somebody who is really not competent. So we eventually, you know, had to address the fact that it wasn't really working out. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I, I love how you were talking about competency. Um, as a, as a training guy, I've always taught that competency drives confidence. So if, if you're able to do something, you're going to feel more confident in doing it. And confidence drives commitment. So it's all about the right mindset, right? So if you're doing the right things with the training, you're doing the mentoring thing that you're talking about, that teaching piece, 
Um, you're going to either create talent or you're going to put the right talent on the team. Um, that helps to formulate the overall, I think, mindset of the team members individually, but the team as a whole as well. Yeah, I I completely agree. Well, we did a we did a podcast on talent times mindset equals performance, T times M equals P, and that equation we've really learned to live by. So when you drive up the talent of an individual, their mindset also increases because they feel good about themselves. So not only are their skills higher, but their mindset's higher, and that drives performance. And uh, so if any of you that, that want to hear that podcast, it's, it's already out there on Gapology Radio, and it is significant. And uh, you can literally chart your team uh, by T times M equals P. Uh, we do it on a scale of zero to 10 for talent, zero to 10 for mindset, and come up with their performance, and then see how much we can move those numbers. And we have had incredible success with T times M equals P. Just, just an FYI. Yeah, I think that is so great, Mark, that um, that's, that's real leadership when you're really trying to influence those factors, right? either the talent or the mindset to get that performance instead of just saying, Oh, well, this is who I have, you know, what can I do with that? How can right. I affect those categories to get, be able to get this performance where I want it to be. It's hard to like, just get perfect people. Right. I mean, most people are going to have something, but they won't have everything. So how do you, how do you use your leadership skills to really drive those? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times we, we always say, you know, hire the, mindset, hire the beliefs, you know, the connection to purpose, those things, and then train the skills. Um, But in a lot of ways, we can continue to influence that mindset going forward. I I think leaders a lot of times underestimate their impact on the mindset of their teams. Yeah, completely. So what do you think about the importance gap, Mark? Yeah. So in, in gapology, it goes from the knowledge gap to the importance gap. And the importance gap is the why. So it is absolutely critical because the why drives engagement. So when you look at the root solutions, they are clear expectations, constant communication, and clear prioritization. Those things all drive engagement. And ultimately, the importance gap, the why, can be closed with a clear purpose. So when you give people purpose they can have an engagement that is off the charts. And so that becomes critical. We wrote a book called Speed of Purpose, all about creating a purpose within an organization to drive engagement of the team. And it absolutely works. So where you can, you need to find a purpose that's bigger than everyone that people can latch onto, become part of, and and really believe in. And it just changes the work. They come to work not to work, but to drive the purpose. And it's it's very fulfilling and it is all about engagement. And the importance gap gets closed right there. They know what matters. The purpose matters. Yeah, I, I'm actually reading um, The Speed of Purpose right now. And I used it most recently in an example. We were, we were really trying to go through the different um, aspects of do people have the knowledge? Do they understand the importance? Are they going through the action? We were really trying to implement gapology. And I really felt this was about something. It was in Bach to Rock and it was about using curriculum, which admittedly isn't like 
in our typical top three that we prioritize, like hiring the best people and giving great service. And we haven't probably um, connected the fact that part of a great experience is that our teachers are using the curriculum properly. And so it hasn't like always raised high enough as as an importance, but at the same point, as we are trying to like work through this, we're like, I think we really have to connect people to the purpose. You know, even if we went through all of the knowledge, importance, action, it's like, it's still, I think, missing the whole connection to the purpose. And then I like started reading that book again. So I, I do think that it raises above all other categories when you connect people to the purpose. And that's, I'm sure why it's called the speed of purpose, because it just, they get the purpose and they're really engaged and they want to do it. And as opposed to trying to hold people accountable and, you know, make them comply. It's, this is when they really, triple the X factor, right? They are really engaged because they connect with the purpose. So I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the interesting thing I think about speed of purpose is, you know, most people connect pretty quickly to gapology because it's, it's operational. It's very black and white, how you move through Mm -hmm. the model purpose is a little more gray. And I think people don't, especially business owners, they don't necessarily connect with the power that identifying a clear and compelling purpose is, um, and then really owning that. So, you know, again, you know, we've talked a lot of times about looking in the mirror, right? So own what you can own um, and owning your purpose is one of the first steps that you can do. Um, And then laying out the, uh, you know, the, the root solutions that we have in importance gap is expectations, communication, prioritization, like Mark mentioned. So, you know, have we set clear expectations from a behavioral and a result standpoint? Do we have regular leadership rhythms um, in place for communication where we provide direction and support and recognition and those things? Have we established a process for prioritization? You know, have we done all these things that support the purpose so that when you talk about it, when you lay it out, people can really identify it. um, They can uh, connect with it at a much deeper level. Yeah, I agree. They're always looking to the leader to say, well, you said this was what you expected, and this is why it was important, but are you, by your actions, are you prioritizing it? So that's yeah. why I think you always have to look at yourself as the leader if you're fulfilling all of those to truly be able to convey that importance. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the uh, action gap here, Mark? Yeah, so the action gap really you know, brings it all home. Once you close the knowledge gap and you've closed the importance gap, uh, it, it, it becomes relatively easy to close the action gap and to keep it closed. You, you create accountability, uh, often posting results, putting somebody's uh, name with a number next to it uh, and how they're performing is an incredible tool uh, to create engagement. Commitment matters and the commitment of the leader is observed by the team and that creates engagement. Uh, they will play to the commitment of the leader. So if the leader's really committed, it changes everything. And that ultimately creates a culture. And when you have a culture of engagement, engagement creates engagement, and it just self-perpetuates. So gapology, in and of itself, the closing of the knowledge, importance, and action gaps creates engagement. And it's uh, pretty foolproof, and it can be implemented uh, pretty easily, one step at a time, and it lasts. So the action gap brings it home. I agree. I mean, it's when you look at 
all of the different areas where there could be gaps, that commitment, I mean, commitment is just so synonymous with engaged, right? I mean, you're people that are really committed. They're not just complying. They're not just um, somewhat complying. They are engaged and it shows when they are committed. It's, I'm going to bring back that X factor. I know it's not a terminology that fits in with everything always here, but um, I just think that the commitment ladder, when we can look at the different levels of commitment, it's really how engaged are people. Engagement is really seeing that your people are really performing. You know, they're they're going to be engaged and they're going to perform. So, yeah, on the uh, commitment ladder, that's that's really a perfect tool to measure how engaged your team is. It's like like you said, it's I mean, it's very synonymous. Um, you know, is your team compliant or are they committed? And at what level along this commitment ladder are they? Uh, and we've talked about the commitment ladder on, on the podcast before. Again, we've got a podcast on that topic. So right. definitely go back and listen to that. That's a great tool to measure it. And I think Gapology as a whole is just a great tool to kind of autopsy your engagement levels with your organization. And if you haven't done that recently, I, th- I think leveraging this tool something important that you can do to really elevate that engagement level overall. Yeah, I worry about in in today's environment with a lot of remote work, that engagement can fall off. So I think as leaders, we need to adapt to the Zoom world and we need to understand how to drive engagement uh, in the Zoom world. I was recently with a top performer whose team was literally across the country and she was conducting a cooking class with the team on Zoom. And they literally had all received a box of the ingredients and they literally were each in their own kitchen cooking this dish. And it created a high level of engagement. Pretty yeah. creative, a little bit out of the box, literally. But we, we have to figure <laughs> that out because we used to create engagement face to face, one on one, in person reading body language and other things. And today you've got to be more creative than that. It doesn't work that way in every organization. Many jobs are going to be forever, it would appear, remote. It's such a great example of really out of the box thinking of how to create engagement, right? To like say, okay, let's do this together. It's something we can all have our ingredients. We can all do this together. I I love that. Um, And I think that We've been talking about this uh, recently in a couple of meetings I've been in, which is, you know, like you don't have the ability to observe lack of engagement where that might have been obvious before, like someone's walking a little slower there. There's just not as much pizzazz in their step there. It's just all those day to day interactions that we're missing. And then all of a sudden somebody quits. Right. So it's being able to. We want people to be super engaged, but that remote world, you know, there's a lot of things that can be missed along the way because they just don't occur. Like we've been used to seeing them in the day-to-day in-person world. So it's it's a crazy time, but I think gapology is more important than ever um, as we have to close gaps remotely. Well said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, things are different today, so we have to act different. We have to think different. If we want to elevate engagement, that means we have to do things differently, right? Otherwise, if we just keep doing things the same, we're going to get the same results. And, you know, Gapology is a great tool 
to take a step back and look at your engagement level overall. Are you doing all these things? Are you doing the root solutions um, to prevent gaps? Um, and through that discovery process, you're going to discover things that you can do to add to your normal leadership that can help elevate the engagement. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. I think that covers it. Anything, any closing comments, Mark? Anything, uh, Judy? No, I just think the tools are right in front of us. And I think that executing all the different areas of Gapology will help us have engaged people. And this is the time when um, businesses need to differentiate themselves. And this is something in the leader's hands to be able to create a more engaged team. And the tools are right in front of us. And Gapology drives engagement. So thanks, Brian. Thanks, Judy. Okay. Thank all right. you. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll yeah, talk to you. Have next- a great evening. Yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Yeah, bye. 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 All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology in bar or speed of purpose, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everybody have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.